And now we would like to welcome our very special guest that this has been a long time in the making um, because we just talked about it and I emailed her in August. Guys, it's <laughs> December. But when I tell you that God will come through when he wants to come through, he will. Okay. Amen. Only when he wants to. Though. <laughs> <laughs> when he wants to. <laughs> We'd like to welcome Jessica Ingram Alberto to the podcast. Yay! <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. Jessica is a New York-based wardrobe stylist who has also worked on um, an editorial and on TV for Robin Thede's show. Um, she studied fashion merchandising at North Carolina A&T, and she also studied under the wonderful Pamela Shepard, who really helped her uh, bring her to this point in her career. Um, welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad we're finally getting to do this. So am I. Okay. It's been a minute. Okay. Like literally. God's timing is everything. So it it really is. So that that's okay. (laughs) Um, so let's let's jump right into it because we got a lot to say. Um, so on your website, you have a tab that says my why, which is your mission statement. And you say I am creative by the way of the ultimate creator. Therefore, my work is not merely a showcase of me playing, quote unquote, dress up with a model. Um, What I truly desire is for my work to be a visual microphone that projects God's truth, real experiences from real people, particularly African-Americans and people of color. I have a responsibility with my talent and craft to use it to heal, uplift and rebuild one project at a time. So. Um, how do you think fashion and being a stylist actually does that? And how is it deeper than just pretty clothes and pretty people? Such a great question. And I'm glad you read that because it was a great even reminder to me um, as to why I do what I do. But uh, not every job is going to be the job that is like world changing or life changing to somebody, um, at least not on a grand scale. Maybe it, you know, you, it could be even just who you're working with and how you're working with them. Um, but overall, though, uh, <laughs> fashion is such an emotional thing. And then doing it on a scale of like TV or even editorial, that's media. And we talk about all the time in, this, in, in our world, we always talk about how media is the sole cause of so much, you know, image issues, image issues people have, and especially mm-hmm. with the African-American community. community we have been conditioned to believe, you know, that what who we are and what we look like naturally is somehow subhuman. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, every generation is kind of trying to peel a layer off of that. And um, so whenever I have the opportunity to, uh, through my work, I'm like, okay, well, I, I, just as I said, the mission statement, I have a responsibility to handle media with care. So mm-hmm. um, I, I under- personally have been affected uh, adversely from media in, in, in very subtle, subliminal ways and, and more overt ways. But um, all of it is a play on the psyche. And I just, I feel like I have responsibility. If I'm going to be in that space, then I need to, I need to be very aware about what I'm doing. I like that. You know, a lot of people don't actually, I mean, I'm not going to say, I don't know what they do or think, but like, 
you're right. Media does influence a lot of things. Um, and that's why people are running out here with filters um, on their videos. And it's like, yeah. you know, you, you can't carry that filter outside. Um, people, there's people who get who try to get um, plastic surgery to look like a filter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's and that's that's a real. It's like that's is scary so like and sad. Filter? Yeah, because yeah, the filters make you look, you know, just. I mean, they. I mean, you get you. Yeah, face. What is it? Face tuning, where you can, I guess, take all your pores out and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, dang, I can take a I simple mean, off I had right here if I want. <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm like, leave the pimple. I'm human. Yeah, this is what is. Yeah. But y'all, I mean, hopefully in 2021 Squadcast, we're going to have videos, but like Jessica looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and I knew she was coming on the show and I know Jessica. And every time I see her, I'm like, dang. So I like had to at least like wash my face and like well, bring out my hair. Thanks, thanks. thanks for telling me. No, no. My bad. Nana got me up here looking like a runaway slave. No, you do not. <laughs> but that's, a, that's the thing. That's the thing. I, and that's something I'm working at. Trust me. Like as a fashion stylist, I think people expect me to look a certain way. Maybe like they want, mm. like you want your hairstylist hair to look like they take care of it. Like, yes, yeah. it's the same thing. The stylist, like they want to see me and know, like trust that I'm yeah. going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's part yeah. of it. So I, I'd like to, to take pride in what I look like. I think most people do, but yeah. it's like at the same time, we're human beings and allowing ourselves to be as human as possible. I think does a lot more than looking perfect all the time. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree. I agree. See, Nikki, you look great with your... You have beautiful skin. For <laughs> Thank you. The fact that you can come here... With my hoodie. <laughs> put your hoodie on. You look beautiful still. You have beautiful skin. Like, Thank you. you know, hey. She does. She's all right. Don't don't pump up too much. So <laughs> when did you first know that this is what you wanted to do? Because I've known you for a few years and it's always been like, Jessica looks great. But I mean, there are a lot of people who can dress themselves or put makeup on themselves, but to do it and see that vision on other people and do it in different mediums is a totally different talent. So, mm. um, you know, honestly, uh, Styling, I I didn't realize I wanted to do that until um, I was about twenty two. Um, but um, working in fashion generally, well, maybe I knew a little bit before that. Well, yeah, somewhere around that age. Anyway, but fashion in general, that actually came to me uh, when I was about eleven. Um, fashion and music—that's my other gifting, my other side. Yeah. And um, I so now I'm like exploring music too, which is really fun. But that's another story, another podcast interview. But okay, but just to, like, what are you doing in music? Just like quick, well, just sing. quick, drop it. I okay, sing. so it's like it's modern jazz. Um, working on an EP currently too, which is really cool. So okay, yeah, you know. But I do have a whole other like Instagram page for that, and like YouTube. I just started for that, so that's been a way of really getting to explore the other side of me. I've always felt like I've had to choose between fashion and music, and. Uh, now I'm like at a good place with fashion where I can start to explore with music. So that's, yeah, my other side of my life. Um, okay. But at 11, those two things kind of just drop in my spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but through experiences, though, especially with fashion, I'm a very petite girl. Nana knows me. I'm 
most people will probably think I'm a child until they hear me speak. Um, <laughs> I'm so serious. I've mentored children at church and the mom comes in. I say, hello, I'm Miss Jessica. I love your daughter. She's, you know, so bright. And they're like, oh, honey, I thought you were my baby's kid. My, my, baby, my baby's friend. I'm like, no. Yeah, okay. I'm a whole adult, but it's okay. I was about to invite you over for some pizza and juice. Yeah, right. Yeah, trust me. They literally think I'm a child. And I'm like dressed in, you know, they'd get a good look at me like, oh, you have like on heels and a blazer. Like I would just be coming from work at the time. Mm -hmm. This true story. Anyway, um, but when I was 11 and 12, um, I, this is middle school. So, you know, it's where all the girls are starting to develop and, you know, all my friends are getting all their lady parts and I feel like I'm just way behind. And there was such an insecurity with that of like, just looking like a little girl all the time. And, um, my mom, I mean, I, then mind you, I got into this, this weird growth phase where every sleeve was too short or too long. My jeans, if they fit the waist, they were too high. If they be too big, but then be too long. It was, a horrible, horrible face. Um, and mom, my mom just told me after crying to her about it, you're just petite. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, you're just little and it's okay. But I was like, they don't, they don't design clothes for petite people. She's like, I mean, possibly. And that's so <laughs> my mom, mind you, is not petite. Figure it out, baby. <laughs> she didn't know what to say. I mean, it was helpful yeah, because it inspired right. me though. So I literally, um, Soon after that conversation, probably like a day later or so, I started just burying myself in my room and teaching myself to sketch and draw. And it's funny, I'm now talking about this because just this past weekend, I went home for Thanksgiving and went to my storage and we cleaned it out. And I literally found the drawings. They're in my car, so I cannot show them right now. <laughs> but my very first drawings when I was 11. Oh, wow. And I had a whole line of swimwear. I had made these. I had... Literally, I don't even know what made me think of all this, but I had a Barbie cash register. I ran a store in my room and I, <laughs> and I, uh, I, what else did I do? Oh yeah. And I found these forms where I, I took regular notebook paper and wrote out in black marker, like made a form. And then I went back and signed it. Like I was making business deals. <laughs> I had a whole thing going on y'all. It was serious. And um, so, yeah, I would either be in my room listening to like really all, all just old. I love old jazz, like Ella Fitzgerald and all the, and, and Billie Holiday. So at was, 11? At 11 and 12, I literally asked for a wow. CD and I had a tape. I had a Christmas tape from Nat King Cole. I don't know where I got wow. it, but I, I would sit and listen to them. So that's where my modern jazz on the music side, it's kind of was kind of birth. Um, but yeah, that was all I did for years um especially with fashion that years went on i started my sketches got a little more sophisticated and a little better and a little better and a little better um and designing is something i do eventually still want to do that i haven't done yet uh but but yeah that's where it really first sparked uh and out I of knew, a need yeah out of a need, out of a need, mm -hmm. out of a need and what i felt like was what people try to make an insecurity for me you know mm -hmm. and i now it's no longer insecurity but there was a petite section back then, by the way. Not for, for children. Really? No. Oh, yeah, you were a child. Yeah, I, there's, there was juniors. That was it. But Yeah, so I, I guess juniors would have been too big for you. Yes, she's, so 11, she's 11 and a 16. 
<laughs> it would look <laughs> probably I but I here's a funny story too it's my last story so we can go to the next question but um I remember being sixth grade and I was on the bus on the way home and I was bending over the chair to talk to one of my friends behind me and the tag for my jeans popped out and a girl says oh my god you're still wearing children's place <sighs> True story. Wow. Mean <laughs> girl. Right? I mean, hey, look, you gonna wish you were children's place in five years. <laughs> I didn't Alpha. have the, the, yeah. the witty comeback for that though yet. You know, that wasn't really developed. Right. I never that kind of girl either to be like, be quick with that kind of stuff all the time, yeah. you know? And, and I started So your response was like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what I, I have no idea. I honestly don't remember. I probably blacked out low key. I have no idea what happened after that. I have zero memory. <laughs> <laughs> there's no oh, telling oh, all i know God. is i just wanted to go home so oh. i probably just sit back down oh. but that's that just gives you some indication of how tiny i was but uh i'm still i'm st as an adult mm -hmm. you know i'm almost 30 i'm i'm a smaller girl still i'm mm -hmm. 411 i'm under 100 pounds i'm a small person you so yeah <laughs> I'm where, do you where do you live? I wouldn't like come and see you. Like come and see this. <laughs> okay, National Geographic, like Ripley's Believe It or Not situation. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm gonna go find Jessica. We're not doing the, the Jessica Zoo thing. Not happening. Not happening. But the thing is, she looks amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. are. But you are a small person. But I'm not gonna lie. When she said under a hundred pounds, I don't remember the last time I was under a hundred. I don't think pounds. I was ever under hundred pounds. Like yeah. ever. I went from like <laughs> I went from like baby to one hundred one. Honestly, part of it is because I'm 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 vegetarian and vegan. Because when mm. I wasn't, I was over a hundred pounds. So part, I mean, I wasn't much over, mind you. I've always been small. So, mm -hmm. I, but still, but I am in my normal like BMI still. So that's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, said, this is, she said, this is not like the zoo. You will not. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Bobby, happy to meet you, though. Okay. Okay. I'm going to the back of your mind. You're going to be really excited. I'm like, there she go. There she go. There she is. She's little. You see how little? I have, I have, I have friends who pick me up still, and I make oh very uncomfortable. God. I have oh. a line teacher who loves to pick me up, and I just... As an adult, it doesn't feel right, but right. I know what they mean. Like right. they are adoring me, and I appreciate it. Like you're totally an actor's dream, like to be what? an actor, because what? like you will would literally play a teenager, oh. high schooler, hey. or like when you're probably now in your you know late twenties, early thirties, you would still be that one that's in high school, hey, and I'm like your career that. would be like, hey, yeah, like, your career would go on forever. Mm -hmm. If like, it, you'd um, be like that Gabrielle Carteris who was, you know, played um, on a 90210. Oh, wait. That played Andrea. Andrea on 90210. Oh, oh. back in the 90s when she was yeah. like 35. She was 30. Yeah. She was like 30 playing a high school student. Really? That gives me yeah. inspiration. Yeah, because she's like so, so little. Oh, um, I'm excited for that. That might happen. Yeah, it totally could happen. <laughs> um, so she'd be like, I'm just starting out in acting. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, we believe you. Uh, <laughs> I'm 19. We believe you. Uh, so it seems like, um, like being a stylist is like a hard world to get into. And especially since it starts out like making literally not a whole lot of money. Um, and so many people who do choose fashion already come from money, like the Paris Hiltons, the Kardashians, all of them. Um, 
So how did you break through that obstacle and what advice can you give to other people who don't have a trust fund to support them as they take very low paying fashion jobs? Hey, um, <laughs> mind you, I moved to New York with zero job uh, and I couch surfed for several months. Um, mm. So, you know, hey, I had my I have friends who pick on me, uh, a couple in particular, like they moved to New York the same time I did, but and with a very different circumstance. And they tease me about how many times I sent them a new address. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so hey, you know, um, so I came here with you know with the dream. But I think uh, so. Your your question is just to make sure I answer the question. What is my advice for someone who's starting? Yeah, like how do you, I mean? Because you know, it does uh-huh. take. Seems like it takes money to get into this industry, or people with money kind of. Mm-hmm. you know they flock to fashion flock to it. so it. how did you yeah how do you how did you navigate that um you know quite honestly i don't know how to describe it i guess like i said one i did couch surf excuse me couch surf um i had a lot of friends who were very generous um with their space um and it's new york so a lot of that so that's a lot of god there seriously through, through all of it but um when i when i came i did mind you my very first job i i got wrongfully terminated from so by that like two years later after being fired um i had a co-worker open a settlement and or was open i got a settlement from a court case that they opened mm. i was she added my name to it so i want to getting a couple thousand dollars to, and I use that to move. <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? This is a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I planned the move, um, asked a lot of people beforehand if I could stay. Um, and then that the thousand, the couple that I can't, I think I came with like somewhere between five and $7,000 in my, mm. in my, that's all the cash I had though, mind wow. you. So New York, that ain't New a York, lot. That's $7. Yeah. Okay. So I was very particular about what I spent my money on and just, you take a day at a time, um, you know, but I, I mean, if you do make a move like that, I would advise having some type of money in your pocket. Like I don't, unless you just know for sure you can save for free and get a job immediately. It took me, it took me, um, let's see, I moved I moved to New York in June of 2017. And I my first like full-time job, which was with Robin Thede's show, that came in September. So between that time I was freelancing and and I had couch surfed several times, at least four or five times between that time. Um, so that's pretty good getting a job within like three months of, of being there though. I suppose. Yeah, that it is. And I, I did not expect that as what I hope to do, but right. three months was long. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed long. It, yeah. it seemed really long. Um, it seemed really long because I was constantly like scared of like, you know, once my friend's like, Hey, you gotta go now. And I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so on to yeah. the next house. And I'm like, and I wanted to make sure that the person didn't think I was like mooching and I was like working mm-hmm. and getting a job. So that's why the three months felt so long. Um, but yeah, to, honestly, just taking a day at a time, being very uh, per- intentional with my, what I did spend money on. Um, and in that time, like just working my butt off to networking. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I was able to get that, that role. Uh, not role, wasn't acting, but <laughs> I was able to get that position yeah. um, and in the wardrobe department for this show. 
And it's like we're in the age of the internet. I think it's a little bit easier to network right now, just a tiny bit easier. Um, And if you're planning that big move, kind of make like you had a presence online. So it's like making like your portfolio could be like, hey, look, there's my Instagram right there. That's true. Um, I did have a, I did build a portfolio with test shooting with test shoots. So if you're an aspiring stylist, like you will hear me say this all the time on my YouTube channel, or if you meet with me for one of my mentor sessions, like you have to do your own work. And so I did have a website that showed work on my behalf. Um, I had no prior like professional styling experience. Mm. Um, except for like a little bit of assisting I did, uh, in Dallas with, um, but yes, I did. So before I left, I I had moved from Dallas. Um, so before I left, I just took a lot of time on the weekends. Um, at least once or twice a month, I was doing a test shoot. Um, and that's free. So that's something you do collaboratively with other local come up and coming creatives. Um, but I did that on the weekends, um, shop during the week uh for the shoot for the shoot then i would go on then i would on a wednesday night go to like an open mic <laughs> i was hmm. doing everything way too much um but uh that's what i was doing building up that portfolio before i got there and then also i did a little networking socially just as you were saying um if you're actually like since you have the internet you do have opportunity to kind of pre-network um so that is something else that i did I sent a, uh, now anyone listening, come up with your own creative idea, but I sent a magazine formatted resume to a uh, very popular magazine. Um, and I sent out to a couple of different ones to see if anyone would respond. And I got one response because my only goal was really to work for a magazine. And, um, but the, the fashion director that was there at the time, she wrote back and was very pleased with it. They let me come on a couple of fo- uh, fashion shoots. I'm actually still really close with the creative director of that magazine. Um, so it's nice to be able to, you know, you know, just have made a, an amazing relationship out of it. I didn't get a job opportunity out of it, but it was worth just at least putting myself out there. The actual activity of putting yourself out there um, gets you in the, in the motion of, do, continuing to do that and then you know the right person if you know in the right timing it will kind of chill and come together yeah and the job opportunity hasn't come yet because if you have a relationship hey you know that's that's true too but it's like you know i let the relationship be what it is i don't want to like you know hey so you got that job you know that? <laughs> that's right. not you know thankfully like you know i just respect her as just a now just a friend that happens to work in the industry now but it's like yeah if that opportunity does come i do know that i would possibly be in the back of their mind you know but i it, it's i'm just kind of leaving the rest in god's hands like i just say plant your seed and keep it moving you know yeah and let, let everything fall as it should and couch surf and couch surf if you can listen yes. it's so hard just to plant that seed and then just kind of try to watch you just sitting there watching it like hey when you gonna sprout when mm. when you gonna sprout you yes plant an actual seed and watch the plant <laughs> exactly and it's like okay this i know it takes time but gee All right. jesus god come come on come mm-hmm. on god. i'm planting an oak tree y'all it's going to be- <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> kidding <laughs> three lifetimes <laughs> right don't Take do it that it's planting oh, in a minute Man. just some lemon trees <laughs> So, I mean, you, you do have a really good like Facebook and Instagram following. I mean, how do you think that social media has just changed 
just everything for me in terms of how it's worked for me. It's changed. Yeah. For you or the industry as a whole. Oh, um, man. Well, I will say this year was definitely a uh, test for that uh, or Mm. could attest to um, just how much, you know, things have just gone so digital. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fashion week wasn't able to happen as normal. So now, you know, they have Vogue created a whole platform just for fashion week. Uh, virtual fashion week um in fact and then you know usually designers would still post their shows or their presentations on youtube after the show was over but i mean now it's like you can watch it it's you have to watch it live because trying to pal everyone into a small studio space is obviously no longer safe at the moment Mm -hmm. um and then even digital styling which is something i've i've been doing as well this a lot this year in particular which is literally doing more personal styling online like actually working with people online and being able to kind of shop for them um so you know how actually do you, how do you do that do you actually like i'm sorry do you actually like have a client and you like they stand up in front of you <laughs> and they're like okay yes. this is what, what my body looks like what yeah. it can be really? that or like or they or at least they have your information you have their information so mm-hmm. in terms of what their preferences are sizing anything else you know um and if and if you're it depends on you know who you're styling and what you're styling them for. Um, so some of, a lot of it can happen digitally. If I'm styling someone, like if you're doing, if you need to do an actual fitting, then obviously like you leave the digital space and then you'd actually do a fitting fitting um, with mm-hmm. mask on or whatever. But in terms of just straight digital styling, it's, so it's, it's more like personal shopping than styling in, the, in that sense um, because you, you're more or less choosing items for them mm-hmm. to buy. So it's a little different from styling where styling is more face-to-face, more personal. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's a huge thing now. Um, and you've, you'll even see a ton of jobs hopping up like that, um, like work from home type jobs that you can, mm-hmm. that are great. Cause it's, I mean, it's, it's, and that's, you know, it's just where fashion is having to go. A friend of mine is a visual merchandiser for a retailer and she's used to actually, you know, building up you know displays and things like that in stores well now this year and she she and i was just talking about this you know she was saying well now buy online pick up in store is the bread and butter of you know the cash cow it's the it's the thing that's actually keeping retailers afloat now Mm -hmm. so that means her job is completely changing um and Mm. so there's a ton of a ton of changes that are happening and going in the digital direction Wow. wow. So you've already touched on this about how the pandemic has changed your work and how you're working around it. So you're kind of doing that, which I I actually got one of those services. It's like one of those monthly subscriptions where they like choose clothes for you based yeah, on like, yeah, 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 like some like that. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't do, like she only picked out like five good options for me. And then the rest of the stuff was like, now this is not what I this was not <laughs> in my vision board. Um, <laughs> so I had to st- like w- when that happened about four times I was like okay I don't think you're getting it um, yeah <laughs> that's, so, but, that's the, but the thing about that is, is exactly, exactly and then, I mean did you did you ever actually meet with the person to talk to him because I know when I signed up for like a stitch fix it was just a matter of me putting in my preferences but I never talked to anybody I didn't talk to her but I sent her my picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sent her a Pinterest that was like, mm-hmm. this is what I like. Mm-hmm. 
And this is like, this is what I like for this. This is what I like for that. But I also think that what I liked was a little too eclectic because I was really into Ankara and like African prints. They probably didn't have that. No. So like it became like animal prints and animal parents and African prints are two different things. (laughs) She's like, this is the best I can do. I know this animal is found in Africa. Here's a leopard print. (laughs) But like, this is cheetah. (laughs) You put this cheetah on. (laughs) But I was just like, this is not it. So it it just, it didn't, it didn't work. Um, Cancel. Yeah, and so, fashion needs it needs person to person. Yeah, it does. It and it also needs to be a little bit more diverse. Yeah, yeah. a lot more diverse. And yeah, that is a great thing because that's that's another. I mean, I think this year, and this is not really due to the pan, slightly due to the pandemic, but obviously this year people have become a lot more conscious about unconscious bias and. Mm racial like oh i just now because i'm at home i have to sit here and watch this traumatizing george floyd video mm-hmm. then i usually would have gone on about my business well mm-hmm. now that people are becoming a little bit more aware well now their you know businesses are okay how can i support black businesses or support black designers or how can i whatever whatever that is so fashion i also see it really going in that direction of trying to be more inclusive because it's one of the industries you would assume would be ahead of that curve, but it's actually very much behind. It's not. It. It's very mm. much behind. Let. I mean, I hope that you know. I, I'm not working in fashion, but I did at one point in time have a contract job at Condé Nast, mm-hmm. um, and ooh, I was like, exactly. what? Condé Nast is the big company that owns Vogue and a lot of those mm. publications. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that building that like. Uh, uh, Devil Wears Prada was like that. That's yeah, their bit. That's exactly where they, yeah, yeah, where they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and working in Condé Nast, I was just like, what in the backwards? <laughs> but mind you, like I said, like I said earlier, media—that's media, is it not? Like yeah. fashion magazines. That is, I mean, next to music, that is the next, <laughs> if not more. So, yeah, you know, that's where is. you're getting a lot of your influence in terms of media. So yeah that's weird that's who was creating all of that it is it is it is and working in uh beauty and uh at tiffany's i was like oh yeah we are behind um would they were behind okay like they would come to the three black people and be like okay black people buy this stuff now (laughs) i think it's like black people been buying your stuff i have a friend who's a who's a beauty editor and she mentioned to me once that uh, she writes for a lot of different fashion publications and she mentioned one in particular where you know they wanted to do a a, um some sort of advertisement for some sort of skin condition but they had this black girl's skin up against like some like desert some it looked it looked or a animal or something like that something that just made it questionable and Mm -hmm. she being one of the i guess the only african-american person in at least in that department and doing any sort of copywriting or any sort of you know ed you know editorial you she's the person that had to like hey can we not be h&m with the monkey guy with with the little the coolest monkey in the jungle thing like you that happens because there are not a lot of um, either you have black people who are in those spaces who don't feel like they have the ability to speak up or they aren't there. And a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of times they just aren't there. Um, fashion and those who are kind of the gatekeepers, 
are very biased about who they hire and who they put on their teams. And I, I'm hoping now they're going to be more conscious and getting people who can actually save them from making great those kind of errors. Yes. Those kind of errors. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it kind of also goes back to that money thing, because a lot of times if you don't get paid a lot and you move to New York City, which costs a lot of money, who Hello. is going to then get those jobs? Right. Yep. yep. That's right. That's just who's in their face. And I've had mm -hmm. I talked to a few friends of mine who who've gone to um, prestigious fashion schools and you know, they're saying some of the white counterparts are just like, oh, yeah, I got the internship. I just like someone just referred me or I just whatever, whatever, you know, and. And they are having to just do a little bit extra acrobatic work in order to yes. get in there. And, you know, and it's. It's not fair. It's no. not. It's, I mean, some it of culture a lot. It does. It really does. Cause I went to the new school for grad school and the new school has one of the top fashion schools in the world. It has Parsons yeah. school of design. And mm -hmm. those are some of the best dressed, richest people I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, how are we all at school? And you are wearing like Fendi Chanel getting into your like, mercedes or your land <laughs> actually mercedes was poor for them they were getting in a what? tesla and like their range and their like all this like three hundred fifty thousand dollar car and i'm like and i just got off the six train and <laughs> i walked around p and some woman trying to sell me like my future <laughs> what is happening <laughs> It's like it an alternate like New York. It really is. It's like, how are we both going to the same school? <laughs> yeah, but wow. But they probably their education is probably probably paid already. Yes, and Parsons is not a cheap school. No, you know, they, so. they are, the, the new school is not okay. Anyway, student loans, forgiveness. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden, help us help us just out here, Joe Biden. Right. Joe Biden, right? Yeah. So. Just to, before we wrap, though, is there one positive thing that the pandemic has brought to you or to the industry? Like you said, is it diversity? Is it the more inclusion? Yeah. Is it yeah. okay? I would honestly, just to the greater fashion industry, I think that is one of the the biggest um, benefits of, of this time we've had. Um, just makes people, you know, making everyone a little bit more aware. And, and just as well, I was saying, my mission statement is I think people are starting to grasp a similar type of approach. Um, you know, for African-Americans, we drive culture a lot to not yeah. be people mm -hmm. actually driving the culture. <laughs> yeah. And actually in the driver's seat. Um, right. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, I think it, I may be misquoting it a little bit, but it says fashion designers go to the hood to get mm. like their, you know, inspiration. inspiration. And it's very true, you know. Um, it's that's been happening forever. So I think now that they're actually truly being inclusive from like top down, major insp major corporations and publications are trying to actually bring in upper leadership that it looks like us. You know, that's a beautiful thing. I think this year has kind of opened up people's eyes to that. Um, but yeah, for me personally, it's allowed me just to, and like I said at the beginning, to explore other parts of just myself, my own gifts. Um, and and yeah and actually being able to have the time to mentor outside of like just actually being able to talk to people that follow my channel and that's yeah all that was birthed this year so i'm grateful yay <laughs> nikki what are okay. you doing 
<laughs> I'm looking at you because you kind of skipped over the mentorship uh, questions. So oh, I, I did. Yeah, oh, I did. So I, did, I totally yeah. did. God, yeah, so what I didn't am know I we gonna, doing? I don't know if you were going to go back to it or what did we just Because I think okay. that's important. I, I think it's important. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at. I was like, God, that was quicker than I thought. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. I, thought, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just because like, okay, I guess we're not. Okay. You have a mentorship services on your website, which you did talk yeah. about briefly. Yeah. You mentioned um, how important do you think it is to have a mentor in this industry? And oh, what was boy. your mentor if you, you did have one? Um, and what have you learned? And some pitfalls in fashion. Okay. In terms of having a mentor, why it's important to have one? Or Yes. Some pitfalls one? that you can fall into without that mentorship, really. Oh, I see. The consequences of not having a mentor. Um, well, okay. So yes, one, it is very important to have a mentor. What I do is, I mean, I can't be like there for every person, obviously physically there with or without the pandemic. Um, I'm literally talking to people literally when I say this all over the planet because mm -hmm. um, YouTube is, and that's another thing with digital. <laughs> I did start the YouTube channel before COVID, but um, I mean, literally just the, the, how far you can sp spread your arms out <laughs> to talk to people is fascinating. Um, so I've literally talked to girls and guys and from India to Johannesburg to Cali to Cali to back to Europe somewhere. Like, I mean, oh. Canada, any place you can think of, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, but it's extremely important to have a mentor. Uh, and at least what I can do, I feel is what my, what my actual mentor, who I mentioned at the beginning, Miss Pamela Shepard Hill, um, she, she told me, she's like, it's great that you're willing to answer your own questions. Um, Cause a lot of people don't do that. And I think a lot of times, even within the, the black community, within fashion, there's a bit of a fear of sharing knowledge um, because it may mm -hmm. take something from you. You've worked so hard mm -hmm. to get there. You're the only black person in that space. Well, not, you know, and, and, and sometimes like it can, it can play on our, you know, our confidence. And so there's not a lot of inf information out there in, as to how to really get into fashion and particularly styling. Um, so what I'm doing is really answering questions that I had um, coming in because I just kind of had to like figure it out. And I, I mean, and they're still going to figure it out, but it's like at least they're still going to have to figure out for themselves and what, what their career looks like for them, obviously. But at least to have somebody say, hey, you know, yes, I'd be happy to review your test shoot to see if you should show it to anybody else but me. Or... <laughs> 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 Important. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Like, maybe actually don't put that one on your website. Just start over. Or, oh my God, this is great. This is your first one. You're doing amazing. Let's improve here and keep it moving. Or to, to tell them like, um, you know, hey, you know, whenever you go on an interview with a stylist, this is how you do that. So I do interview prep even for non-stylist interviews, just for fashion interviews in general. I do interview prep and just all kinds of things. What to wear and what not to wear. I mean, Simple stuff like that, like you need somebody just to at least tell you that much. Mm -hmm. um, so I, 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 it's a blessing to be a blessing. Seriously, I know it's kind of an overused phrase, but it's true. Um, you know, to be in a position to be able to do that is a, is a blessing. So why not share it? Um, and then uh, for me, yeah, men, having a mentor eventually is what helped a lot because here, I guess some of the pitfalls is that you 
I mean, and you, you need mistakes, but you make just unnecessary ones. <laughs> Without a mentor, like you post yeah. that picture that you shouldn't uh, from yeah, your chest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you have to Yeah, like, oh, no, you know, or just, yeah, just having someone to kind of guide you just a little bit, you know, is, is, is imperative. And then for styling in particular, there aren't styling roles, styling roles just like posted on LinkedIn or whatever, unless it's for like a corporation, you know, Mm -hmm. you could possibly do like a fat, you can find fashion editor and um, market editor positions online, things like that. And that's all for magazines. But I mean, like if you're doing like a random commercial or something, they aren't posting those jobs anywhere. Those are strictly referral based. And any job I've ever gotten in that realm has all been 100% referrals. Mm. And so having a mentor, especially as a stylist, you have to assist in order to know what the heck you're doing on your own job. And those are usually the same people. Those mentors are usually the same people who refer you for the jobs. Oh, I can't take this job today, but Jessica would be great. You know, have her do it. Like. That's how I got my, one of my first commercial ad um, jobs was literally, and the, the person wasn't my mentor, but like, it's literally just, hey, she can do it because yeah. I assisted them and they knew I had a capability. And so, you know, it, it's, it helps you move along a lot faster. Um, and, and you obviously want to go in with a genuine, like, desire to learn and to be, um, you know, flexible. You know, I have an acronym that I lay out for my mentees and my my brave my brave souls. Those are my YouTube subscribers. It's called Laugh, and literally, it's it, I don't know by heart though, <laughs> but <laughs> literally, it, I do send it out to everyone though they know it. But um, it's like the U is you know sense of urgency and things like that. Just help you to remember how to assist and how to actually learn what you know while you're on while right. you're assisting. And yeah, so it's important. Awesome. That is important. So we like to ask all of our guests when they come on um, to give us some broke advice, some gifted advice, and some black advice. And then after that, uh, we want to know how we can support you, where we can follow you, if you're working on anything currently that we can, you know, see where you see your work and all that kind of good stuff. Or if you're gonna have Stitch Fix by Jessica or your own <laughs> Brave Fix, Brave Brave Stitch. <laughs> Brave stitch. Not bad. If I take it, don't be mad. I'm no, it's yours. It's yours. I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. So first question was your broke right, advice. The broke advice. Um hmm, have an emergency fund. Build an emergency fund. Yeah. Because there's always one every month. Flat tire. A something, a something's going to happen just to just have one. Um, pandemic. Always pandemic fund. I don't know what kind of emergency fund you need for that one, but a whole lot I think of this money. year has trained everybody to be a little bit more mindful about everything. Spending um, money. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, have an emergency fund, you know, be intentional about your spending as well. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Gifted device. Mm. Keep using them, all your gifts, use mm. them, use them and start where you are. If you don't know where to start, wherever you are, wherever you are is probably a great place. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Start where you are and, and use everything you got. That even means if you are in podunk 
in the middle of the country. Yes. Do a fashion show there, you know, have horses, cows. And Podoc, North Dakota. Yeah. Because there's no people in North Dakota. Yes. All 50 people are about to write us right now. All right. And Black. Ain't nobody in North Dakota listening to this damn podcast. <laughs> you black, never know. You, you never, never know. know. And, and she's and she's Xing out our audience there. I'm sorry. On behalf of Broke, Gifted, and Black. Thank you. And Nikki. We are sorry. Welcome, North Dakota. Um, and Black advice. Black advice. Um, man. Hmm. Help, don't don't be if and this is obviously not everybody, but for the, for any for any African American in particular, or black person who's listening, uh, don't be afraid to be to not be the only black person in winning. Like when one other black person wins, we are all winning. Mm, how about that? Celebrate each other. Celebrate each other, and we already have it hard enough, so let's make it easier on each other. <sighs> That might be the best black advice yet. Really? I mean, no, seriously, because I really now. believe. No, that's great because I think we're we have such a crabs in a barrel mindset. Like we're yeah. just always trying to bring somebody else down, and it's like come, there is enough for us to all eat. You know, but the problem is there hasn't always been enough there hasn't but still, I, I think I mean, people still think that like uh-huh. oh if that black person is there then obviously they're not going to make space for me because uh-huh. that's their diversity heart you know what i mean like uh-huh. i think yes. with other people who have always been in the majority you're like of course there can be five white men on here of course like mm-hmm. duh the whole thing could be white men like that's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but for us, it's like you have got one, right? We've had forty-five yep. presidents. We've had one black one. It's well, true. Th- well, I mean, you know, we weren't gonna get them early. So. I mean, but true. <laughs> but it's just like we haven't had anything else but white. Like so it's many true. things have. We're still in twenty twenty, hearing about this is the first black person to ever yep. do this, and I'm just like, yep. really? Just now? But we I only mean, have really been out of this for about 50 years. Thank you. That's what I was about to no, say. No, no, no. Not, not, not denying that. But I'm just saying, like, still, it's yeah. like w- we are going to be celebrating first black people for a long, 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 time. long, yeah, long time. So yeah. if you're not used to ever seeing yourself in those opportunities, when you get it, you feel like you are the only one. Yes. and anyone else is gonna like i don't i personally i understand that i i don't believe that i feel like your win is your win and my win is my win and if i assist you with your win great right but a lot of people don't have that mindset because it just represents well that's why they say representation matters seeing yourself in a place really helps you put yourself in that mindset that oh i can be there well, and that's why I think that's a good uh, good black uh, black advice too so since you're saying people don't recognize that there is enough out there for us now to hear that maybe you know they they will reevaluate how they react to the next time somebody else succeeds you know yeah. it's like with with Kamala now I know let me tell you who's mad about Kamala white <laughs> women yeah Ooh, okay so how can we support you <laughs> Jessica <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast episode yes they mad they big mad they gonna be big mad because she so where can we follow you <laughs> where can we support you, know, you you all can support me um on youtube 
Um, and it's Brave Mode Studios. Now it does have a funky spelling. It's one word and it's spelled with two O's. Um, but I like for people debate it. No, it's Brave Mode. I mean, it's Brave Mood. I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me. (laughs) (laughs) It's my stuff. I've had people correct me. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, So it's Brave Mode. Um, Yeah, but it's Brave Mode. And um, Brave Mode Studios on YouTube and Brave Mode on Instagram are the two places, the best places to find me and support me. Okay. And do you have any projects coming up? Um... Fashion wise, no, not that I can talk about right now. Okay. I would say mostly, yeah, for like I said, I've been exploring with with music. And so, you know, if you want to support me there, you're welcome to do so as well, even though it was not the purpose of this. That's okay. <laughs> um, Drop your music. Well, okay. So you it's Raina Black, which means black queen and mm. Okay, queen. You know, just you gotta let them know and everything. Um, but my, my husband's Latino and he calls me his his Reina often, which and so that's I that's shout out like Moises. That. Um, yep, <laughs> shout out my babe. Um Moises. Uh anyway, but yes, that's what <laughs> that's the name of my stage name, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Reina Black and Black is with a Q, not a CK. Mm, okay. Uh but that is it's it's Reina Black on YouTube and on Instagram as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the show. We have a couple of uh, bonus question episodes. They're going to be about fashions. Okay. Okay. So um, we're going to put all of that information into the show notes, but let's give Jessica a warm thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so I'm honored that you guys chose me. You ladies. Of course. Thank you so much. I mean, we see the way you dress. Yes. yes. Um, I went through your Instagram yesterday and I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, 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 like. You get going to your Instagram and you see like 17,000 likes. I know. Like, I was like, I was like, like, I, like, they went back to, you went back to 2013. Right. <laughs> you, was, you was on it for a while. You you was in the bed scrolling. Right? <laughs> no, but I appreciate that too. You know, it's like you're. I'm like, wow, I forgot I posted that. <laughs> support. <laughs> support. That's what I'm talking about. Support. You'd be support. mad because you go to Instagram, you see all these folks, these likes. You're like, ooh, I got a lot of likes. Same One person. Damn person. Like yeah. every person you've made. <laughs> it's love. It's all love. Ain't that about a. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Jessica, what are some job opportunities in fashion that people may not know about, you know, for those who are interested maybe in getting into the industry, you know, on the, on the low, low. That's a great question. Um, fashion opportunities they may not know about. Um, hmm. Well, here's one place you may not know of called stylecareers.com. I'm not a sponsor or anything like that, but, um, I'm not, they're not sponsoring me. That's what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Or anything like that. Or I'm not a partner. But um, it is a pretty decent website to look globally and across the nation. I think it's it maybe just across the nation. But they post jobs that you wouldn't normally see on like a Indeed or a Glassdoor. Um, another one is Business of Fashion. It's actually a publication, but they also post jobs that are literally global. So you can you know, work in the UK, if you're working in Japan, uh, if you, you want to work, right, of course, in the United States as well but they're actually based in Europe. They post jobs at fashion from fashion houses uh, to public, other publications, just 
put it's places that you wouldn't think to look and jobs you wouldn't know are out there usually. So I suggest those two places <laughs> to like continually look. Um, but like I said earlier, digital styling is actually becoming a thing now. Um, it's been a thing for a little while, but now it's, it, you'll see it more and more everywhere. So if you're really just trying to get your foot in the door, um, that's a great way to actually start instead of, because I think it's kind of replacing retail where your first job might've been in the, in the sales floor. I think now um, doing digital styling and it, it has different capacities, but at any rate, it, you're getting a little bit of experience. So that may be a, a something that you may not have thought about to look into. Mm. Interesting. So okay. what are some fashion staples everyone should have regardless of their body type? Ooh, I love that question. Um, you should have a really a, a nice white button up that is tailored to your body. So something that has darts in it. Um, if you're a woman, if you're a guy, you won't have, it'll have some shaping, but it won't be the same. Um, crisp white button up. You should have the perfect pair of black jeans. Black, um, not blue. Yeah, yeah okay. uh, because I... I've noticed with my, I tend to wear my black jeans a lot more often, um, mainly because they are such a staple. You can put them on a blazer and it looks like you have on a full, like not a full suit, but it looks a little more. Kind of like it could be slacks or something. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Um, I feel like it's a great kind of easy piece to just have in your closet that fit you well. Make sure it's um, not dingy, not dingy black. No, I got not some dingy blacks. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something else. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my just dingy black jeans she has dingy black jeans yeah that, know that, you know what style that there you can have that jessica dingy black jeans <laughs> it's a new style coming out but i mean trust me like a good like distressed kind of like washed out black jean is great too like you know that's but a you just can't thing. play it out with the blazer yeah i mean it depends if you depends on what industry you're in and what you right. really feel comfortable doing I'm talking about for the everyday person. Yeah. yeah. Black. Just, yeah. Yeah. Black. yeah. And get them dry clean so they won't get off eated and things. Um, and I would say, hmm, what would be the other thing? Hmm. I'm having Are we some little black thoughts. dressing it? Like, does there, should, I mean, I mean, or is that kind of like, so is that dated? I don't know that it's dated. I think you always, you're going to always need your nice, nice little cute little black dress. I mean, I just know that that's what everyone would say. Mm. Uh, and you wouldn't how often you really wear that dress though i mean not not every day is not really reality and even now it's not really reality um, right but um yeah i'm gonna go with those two i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna wake up this tomorrow morning and be like oh, i should have said blah blah, blah. <laughs> but honestly you can do so much with a little white button up you can put a little corset underneath it where it open mm. going out you know I mean, the ones where you're going out right now, but you know what I mean? You can always button it up. So not in Texas and Atlanta, they are. <laughs> well, they are. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wear mine to True Kitchen and cocktails. Oh, God. <laughs> you, can, you can do so much with it. Um, my husband's wedding shirt, I wore that out. Like, it was my shirt after. I was like, you're not using this. I'm about to. <laughs> this is my shirt, sir. I'm going to need you to get a new white button up for yourself because it's mine I, yeah it was like cute and oversized and i got i rolled the sleeves tied up really cute mm. with it um that's probably the other thing i would say it's a perfect pair of brown boots or black boots that just 
you know, are comfortable. They make you feel confident. It's like the perfect, like, I don't put on sneakers, but I don't put on real heels either. Mm-hmm. No. Nice, cute pair of black boots, little booties, call the day. Mm. Love it. That's an outfit right there, too. It is. It is. Um, so what are some fashion trends for COVID reality? Because I have been really doing it up in this. Sweats and hoodies. Sweats and hoodies. I mean, but because like some people are doing Zooms, right? And you have work Zooms. You have, um, so obviously we're talking about waist up, you know, bottom (laughs) down. Good luck. (laughs) I know. Be free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look you can get a little breeze while you're sitting there why not, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, but you know it, it's yeah. also like for me some days i'm like god i've been uh, slumming it for so many days yeah. how yeah. can i look somewhat decent <laughs> one of these days well um you can play it up with prints and colors so um i would say add some color because i think when people tend to think of like uh wearing a sweatsuit they think of you know just you know they think of gray and like like it, that's fine too but hey why don't you try adding some color so like you're wearing a bright blue one right now nikki like i know you have on gray too right now. Like, <laughs> she's like people pick a gray i was like oh, but that's what you that's your first thought though but yeah. hey like there's some really like really cute um even tie-dye is it's coming back and in a nice subtle way it's not corny tie-dye um some of it is but like it works it depends on your comfort level but even playing up with prints and, you know, deciding to mix and match a little bit. Um, and if you're using, if you're wearing a brighter color, it helps you not to feel so like, uh, I'm just here today. You know, like it kind of gives you a little bit more of a lift. And then also, you know, if you are going to be cute up top, then, you know, get a, like a sleek pair of leggings that make you feel kind of cute, but are easy to sit in all day or, you know, something like that. Um, that but yeah, if you mix it in with something dressy and then maybe a cute, you know, shawl or something like that that helps you feel a little bit, you know, cuter or lifted. Do that. But yeah, color and prints and playing with that is part of my suggestion. I like that. Lift lift up, lift you out of COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the days that I wake up and wash my face um, <laughs> <laughs> are some of the best days. It's a good day. It's a it's good, good day. Yes. When it's you a good day. When you actually wash your face after you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. yeah. you I brush my, brush, your teeth. brush my teeth you every day. Brush my brush teeth, teeth every day. I'm obsessed with that. Face, yeah, washing your face yeah. is kind of like you know what? It's it just a been, little crust. In I my mean, you eye. didn't wear makeup yesterday. What you yeah. washing? Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't wear makeup. I still yeah. have the ret retinol on from yeah. last <laughs> night. What am I washing up? Like, let it, I mean, let just it. Just that little crust, just that little crust. That's just wipe that of, off. You can wipe, you can just dust that. You just be like, ooh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, make, all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Or do the mama thing that, you know. <laughs> Lick your finger and wipe yeah. it off. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that we didn't hit on that you, you want to tell us about the, the fashion industry yourself? Anything the, fashions. the fashions. The fashions. Um, not th- I think we hit on a, hit on a lot. Um, yeah, no, I think, okay. I think we covered it quite a bit. I think this this is good. Awesome. Well, once again, we've loved having you. Um, yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. We will put all of your information in the show notes. If you have a new video also, I wanted to ask you holiday questions, but nobody's really going anywhere. Well, actually people might still be going places for holiday parties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, somebody like Nana. Nana is going to Maine <laughs> and she's going to be in a cabin in the mountains. That sounds amazing. Thank you. I think so too. And I did buy a tie dye uh, jogger suit. Ah, you. there you go yay those are very popular right now they are they are they are they are <laughs> um my anyway Nana, by the way. hi moises how you doing <laughs> he's also a great actor by the way he would, he oh would nice he's a great actor he is he is um one year he was gonna play jesus and we were like yes jesus gonna be latino but um <laughs> At least he ain't white. <laughs> like he wasn't white. Oh, everyone was like he ain't white. So no, like, I think every year for our for our former church, um, for our church, he was black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. 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 Um, in, in mainstream media, he always blonde hair, blue eyes. OCBF. Yeah. He had dreads. Um, he did. He had locks for a. He had locks for a long guy. time. That's Jesus. His name is That's- Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Jesus. Yep. Shout out Jeremy. Um, Jeremy <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica. <laughs> um, and we are out.